Hey, Linda, I really want to thank you for being willing to talk to me. Uh, a simple skeptic, call me Joe Schmo if you'd like. Well, Allison, I'm excited to be speaking with you today, and I'm really excited about um, the information that we're going to be able to share together. So, Allison, we're chatting with a skeptic today, and you're it. Yay! Where do you want to begin? Well, I want to begin... Oh, where do I want to begin? So many questions. Um, you were talking to me the other day about um, certain moons and when you do things and when you don't do things and how to pay attention to certain things. And, um, you know, life hits when it hits and life hits how it wants to hit. And what I'm wondering is how in the world I interact with the world on a minute by minute basis and have any control over the things that you know that help lead you because I, I don't I don't get who's supposed to lead in life. It seems to me like life leads and plays with us and I I can't really stop and think about what kind of day it is or what the moon is doing or any of those things that you know so much about and I don't I don't know anything. Wow. Well, you know, your sort of question statement kind of covered about 15 subjects right there. <laughs> um, so I, I suppose I should lead with a couple of things that I, first of all, I want to make it clear that I'm not an astrologer. I'm not, I have followed astrology. I have studied it, um, at, you know, not fully immersed in it as a practitioner really since the 70s, because once at, at, at that time, you couldn't use, there was no technology, of course, everything was mathematical. And that's not been my strong suit. So I decided that I probably should back away from it and learn from the pros, which is what I did. And so the information that I can share um, around astrology are things that I have learned to be true after I learned them from the pros. So, uh, you know, and then, I, of course, I, you know, one tends to take things a little bit one step further. But to go back to your question, how do you manage life? And it basically is what you're asking. How do you manage life? How can you control things? And where does astrology fit in? Is that sort of a better synopsis? Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Because, um, like I said, life plays with you all day long. And how am I supposed to put the brakes on saying, oh, wait, this is the day that, you know, I'm not supposed to react to things, but I really need to react to things. So if you're just just from a purely astrological standpoint, there are some just basic things that are guideposts. If, you know, if you're not going to go into it really deeply, um, following the, the moon you know, where the sun is, where the moon is. And this has nothing to do with your own personal chart at this point the, of, of what I'm, what I'm going to be sharing. This is just sort of general information. And the moon is one of the major aspects that um, mankind has always paid attention to through the history of mankind because people could look up in the sky and notice the changes and track the changes and, for example, farmers will always plant on uh, based on the moon uh, position because whether it's a full moon or a waning moon affects the growth 
and the speed of growth of the, the seeds that you put in the ground. So, you know, that, I mean, that's in a very practical application. It's not woo-woo. It's just something that we, since the Industrial Revolution, have lost sight of. Um, we've become so egocentric since we've developed machinery that can do work for us and and um, and yet we're still fighting wars the way we fought them you know centuries ago so all of that old information is starting to rise up again as people are recognizing the value and astrology is one of those things so if you're paying attention to what's happening in your life the moon cycles are important um you know, starting new projects and so forth, and also where the moon is traveling, what sun sign uh, or part of the sky that it's traveling through can affect um, or support what you're doing. For example, business moves, that sort of thing. Um, and I know we talked about um, Mercury, the planet of Mercury, which is the planet of communication. And that's going to be going into its retrograde cycle uh, coming up. And that happens three, sometimes four times a year for about three weeks at a time. And a retrograde is whenever something looks like it's going backwards. You know when you're parked and there's a car next to you and it starts to move and you get this disorienting feeling that you're moving? Yes. That is whenever... That, that's exactly what's happening because the planet uh, Mercury is alongside the Earth for that period of time. Oh, see, I As, thought it was just my cataracts. Nope, it's not cataracts. <laughs> 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 uh, so it, it, it's, it's an illusion, but it's an illusion that has an impact because that's the planet of communication and technology. So that's why you tend to have equipment breakdowns and glitches in equipment and miscommunications with people and missed appointments and confused addresses and the wrong phone numbers. And so the, the good point to, to, to that, there's a good side to every, every situation, no matter horrific it may seem. There's always divine timing and divine reason why things are happening. And we get a break several times a year to go back when Mercury is in retrograde and retro is going back. We go back and it's the opportunity to review things, take things that we put on the back burner, bring them forward and take them to completion or review before we make big judgments on something, go back over them. So it's Revisit, review, revitalize, renew, anything with the RE in front of it. That's how you use that time period to your benefit. Okay. So you you know me, all right? So let me um, – I'm going to ask you questions just because you know me and these are the kinds of questions, which is how I came to talk with you. So <clears throat> my nickname is Bulldozer, okay? I pretty much just plow through life and I get things done in spite of – so the one thing that I don't want to deal with is it's bad enough that I don't feel like I'm in control as it is. Now I'm supposed to pay attention to what it's not just life doing it to me. It's, you know, the planets or it's this or it's that or it's the other thing. How do I not lose my mind 
paying attention to what's really going on and then decide what I'm going to do or what I'm going to hold off. If, if I'm in, if the moon is in a perpetual state of either growing or waning, then once I plant the seed, then, then what I'm supposed to sit there and not do anything until the moon is big again. And so, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm hyperactive. I'm yes. Right. So I don't want one more thing telling me, well, yeah, you can do this, but nothing's going to come of it because you're not paying attention to this. You're not paying attention to that. I'm lucky. I know if I brush my teeth in the morning before I get going for the day, how do I, how do I live inside of this world without it slowing me down or impeding me? How do I, Okay. How do I manipulate this to my benefit? Okay. So the first thing you have to understand is there is, you don't have control. There is no control. That's an illusion. What you have is management. All right. Because there is, there is a a divine plan and, you know, things evolve as they're meant to evolve. And, you know, even though it may look horrific, (laughs) There's a reason for it that we don't understand, that we don't know, and there will be or there is the opportunity for a benefit in every situation. Now, while all of this is happening in front of us, you know, we get smacked with something that we're overwhelmed by and we want to control it so it doesn't go more out of control. You know, what we have to understand is there's a bigger picture that we don't understand. And that we have accepting that takes a little pressure off. And then it allows us to begin to look at it as how do I manage this day by day? You can manage things. You can, you can make a plan and follow it. But if you're working on something that's just happening to you, the, the most powerful thing you can do is to understand that you don't have the full control and that's not possible and it wouldn't be good because things are hap- something gets triggered it's meant to happen it needs to be allowed to process because there are optional outcomes and if you stop the process by trying to completely control it you may actually stop it from the evolution it needs to go through and so, therefore, it will then be triggered again at some other point down the road. So that's part one of that question. And part two is utilizing planetary aspects. Um, I couldn't pay attention to all of them, which is why I'm not an astrologer. Another reason why. It's not just the math anymore. It, it's it, it's all-consuming. You're either... a, a a completely committed astrologer that advises other people or you utilize the key points of it that to your benefit in your life. All right. So if you're planning something long-term, for example, um, and you're putting, I'm, I'm going to go back to business, a business tra- trajectory or, or someone's getting married, you want to take a look down the road to what the, major planetary aspects will be at that time and kind of manipulate around them to choose something that will be potentially supportive for new growth or a new union. 
All right, so this is really cool to know that I didn't get divorced because of me. I got divorced because I didn't pay attention to when I was getting married. This gives me a lot of closure, Linda. You have to know that. That's really cool. It wasn't me. It was the moon. Oh, well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up on that one. <laughs> First of all, there's no finger pointing. So when I go back to divine timing, you know, every there, there's, there's a purpose and there's action and reaction, right? So you as two souls were destined to come together to work out something. And whether or not you work that out, only the two of you can tell individually, you know, whether that union together accomplished what was meant to be accomplished by the two souls who made a commitment before they came in and became the humans that you two came to be. So what you're telling me is there's nothing wrong ever. Um, probably. Okay. That sounds, I mean, not nothing wrong ever because you really, there, there are those rules. You don't want to harm other people intentionally. You don't want to cause, you know, lifelong damage, just that's, that's going to come back on you, but you're also have an interaction with that person because you're meant to. Okay. So not to dig down too deep, too fast, but, um, it kind of sounds like this is all divination. This is all predestination. Uh, no, there is free will. So how you manage it. Now I'm going to go back to the statement. I said that an event happens and if, and if you step in and redirect it, you work so hard at that, you totally redirect the process of unfolding of the people involved in that event have to go through certain things. And if you as a third party step in and you say, okay, I have to save everybody. I'm going to redirect this entire thing. They were not given the opportunity to work through something their souls were destined to work through. Because you redirected it. Right. But if a soul is destined to work through something, then isn't that predestination? It's predestination to a certain point. How you manage it and what the outcome will be is part of your free will. The opportunity is predestined for you to, to give you the opportunity to work through and resolve an existing situation that your souls are aware of before they come in. And I'm talking about past lives because there are many and it's all through the Bible and it's all through every world religion. And, you know, personally as someone who was raised with 12 years of Catholic school, I was raised to believe that that's something you don't believe in. You know, even though it was through the Bible, and I always had questions about that, and I'm not a Bible thumper, okay? I mean, I'm right. not someone who reads it from one end to the other or believes that it's the only document um, or it's that it's completely uh, di divine words, okay? And I right. know people conflict with that, but that's my approach. Right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Being given the the quote unquote gift uh, as a medium, I have been told by one soul after another and shown people's past lives. It is very clear to me that the ancient religions were well aware 
of rebirth, rebirth, rebirth. So, so how come it is that everybody who thinks that they had a past life was some fa- you know, famous person? I mean, you hear that all the time, right? So you hear somebody yeah. who's like, oh, I had a past life. I was Cleopatra. You know, I mean, I pretty much, if I had a past life, I was probably Joe Schmo. Right, but it, <laughs> you, I'm sorry, you what? Because I missed that. And so you know, I probably my 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 past life was probably Joe Schmo, right? Uh, well, listen, there have been so many past lives that we don't we're not supposed to remember them for a reason, you know, because we've all been up and down that ladder of good good cop bad cop, you know, we've been a bad person, we've been a good person, we've done horrible things. Um, and we've done wonderful things and probably we've all had so many lifetimes that we all have been some, some high level person at some point, but we've also been somebody groveling in the dirt. And so, you know, we come to this life that we're having now with some baggage to resolve, to complete. And so we meet up with basically this kind of soul family that we, uh, many people that we travel with in many lifetimes. Um, and we make a determination that I'm going to come in here and support you by being your wife or your husband in this life. But, and I know that you have something, you're going to have this particular thing to work on. And you know that I'm going to have this particular thing to work on. But when we get in there, we're not going to remember this. And we, we're not going to know how it's going to show up or when it's going to show up. So when do we finally get done? When can you tell? When when are we finally done? When are we done? All the past lives are over. We finally get to go rest somewhere. So we need to awaken to the the fact that we're um we're manifesting a lot of this continual without realizing that we're we're still part of the creator. The problem is that we think we're separated. And so we keep coming back in because we feel that we're not good enough. We're not ready. We made mistakes. I need to, and the minute we have that feeling that separates us again and we come back in. Hmm. All right. So, you know, I guess I'm a skeptic because, well, <clears throat> because it's that's just who I am. I've all- this is very complicated. This is not a simple, you know, one answer. I mean, this is a very complex, uh, I mean, look at the universe, how complex the universe is, yet it just continually knows what to do next and it keeps flowing and it keeps evolving and we're not separate from that. We're part of that. We are we're atoms that are in all the way down to our cells. We are atoms that are in continual motion. We're energy. We're pure energy. And well, so I, is everything around us. I would have to say that if I'm energy, I am, I'm angry energy that's trying to be useful. That's how I would best describe myself. I'm angry energy. I, I am a fixer. I am a person who goes in and finds people and says, oh, I'll get you to your your next place. I'll get you here. I'll get you there. But at the end of the day, um, I really am a bulldozer. I, so were you telling me that 
by being this kind of person, either I'm trying to fix something from something in the past, or I'm working against everything because I'm trying to get somebody somewhere that they're not supposed to be yet? Um, ultimately, you're really, your primary purpose is to work on yourself so that you awaken. Okay. And that in the awakening process, we begin to realize that we are interconnected with each other. We begin to look beyond the human element of who we are and start to see each other as souls. Because as a soul, you are perfect. You have no flaws. You're connected to the, the same energy uh, of God. And it's impossible for that to be anything but perfect. Your human persona is um, how you're presenting the soul, how the soul is choosing to live through this life. So you as a soul, you're not a bulldozer. You as a soul is not, are not angry energy. Okay, your human reality in your human reality, you believe you are angry energy and therefore you are. And helping other people is a gift that you've been given as a tool and an implement to allow you to awaken to yourself as you're helping others. Because remember, we are all both the teacher and the student in every interaction. Well, okay. So lots of questions, lots of things come up. Um, you know, my voice in my head, the one that never shuts up is rolling its eyes. Um, because I'm just not, maybe it's too much caffeine. Maybe it's just the world that we're living in is just so damn busy and so fast paced. The thought of sitting still and waking, waiting for me to awaken to something. I'm like, you got to be joking me. I got bills to pay. So how in your world, in your experience of, of here, how in the world do you, handle someone like me coming in who's you know I'm definitely exhausted there's no doubt about that and I'm obviously for people who know me I'm actually a very loving person I'm just kind of vicious about it I'm very pitbull about when I love people um and and so how do you approach a person like me who I'm open one side of me is very open to, I don't know, I guess sitting down. Um, but the other part of me is like, no, I, I'm in control. I will get this done. I will move things forward. And every once in a while, when I hit a wall, I go, okay, this is not meant to be. And I move on, but very, very rarely do I do that. And it's only after hitting my head many, many times up against that wall. So how do you handle a, a, a person like me, a person who's got these characteristics of, I will drive this car. I'm in charge. So everybody feels that way, Allison. And um, 
And it's a challenge for everyone, including every single person who's helping other people on their spiritual path. Okay. I've, what's happened with me that I share with you is that over my life, I've been given one, you know, experience after another, but within those experiences, I've also been given a tool. And so what I have come to realize now that they're, I've got this library of tools, um, and I'm not the only person. Other people receive them too, you know, but maybe not all of them, maybe one or two. And, and, and that's how you begin to awaken. You need to discover what are the tools that work for you, that are allowing you or helping you to awaken. Because it's not an overnight thing. It's a process. It can be, I've seen people do it in five or six years. Uh, I, I've seen people completely turn their personality around in five or six years because they were determined to become more enlightened, okay? And these were people who I found it shocking that they were able to do that because their behavior was so ingrained um, and was so controlling. And yet you know, the amazing, amazing outcomes. And they're still on their journey. You know, you're always on the journey. It's, there's always more enlightenment. Um, yeah, I really want to be done with my journey. What do you do when you have someone? So, I mean, right now, you, you know a lot more about me, but I'm really fixated on this one part of me that really kind of blocks a lot of your type of work, Okay. Mm-hmm. Your type of work is very, um, <laughs> it's all touchy feeling and loving and wonderful and soft and, and, and just all that stuff that I think, frankly, I came into this world with a lot of that, but I came into this world fierce. I was soft with my fierceness, but now life has kicked me enough that um, it doesn't make sense to me to put down the survival skills that I have acquired. The survival skill is um, plowing through, never hearing no, um, driving the car, you know, being fierce for others. Um, my communication is definitely key to me and it's definitely my strongest skill but I guess what I'm saying is the thing that I guess I guess what makes me roll my eyes which of course you know you know me well enough to know it's not I'm not rolling my eyes at what you're saying I'm rolling my eyes at I couldn't possibly do that okay I'm not rolling uh-huh. my eyes at you I'm rolling my eyes at oh you've got to be joking me I don't even I, I can't possibly I can't possibly go soft now because I, I, I finally built up on my armor. And, and it seems like everything you are about is taking that armor off. And I, I, I spent half my life already building it up. It's, it's working. I'm exhausted, so it's probably not working. But it's working. Um, do you know against what I'm trying to you. say here? It's working against you. Um, I understand why it's there. And... The reality is there's another type of armor that you need to trade in 
trade your current armor in for a different type of armor. Because something seems soft and gentle doesn't mean it isn't also fierce. Um, and because you haven't experienced the, um, the feeling of complete immersion and trust, which is unlike anything that you can put words to, then you don't know yet that you cannot put down your armor. And, you know, people assume that when you work in with, ener with energy or you work with uh, intuition, the things that can't be seen with the human eye, that you're working in something that's not real. Well, or that you haven't experienced the tough side of life. That's absolutely not true. I would say that um, probably 90% of the time, people who work in this realm have or were led to it because they were trying to find a way to manage, just like you found a way to manage what happened to you find ways to manage what they had experienced, okay, or what they were living through. And I've been through some hell, let me tell you. Um, and I know that there are some things I've been through that other people I know went into alcoholism to escape the thinking about those realities. And how that's how you manage things by the way, that gets back to how do you manage things? You see, you can't control it. But the tools that you use to manage things, and that the biggest tool is your brain. What you think becomes your reality. If you believe that this is your armor, then nothing else can penetrate that. You must get to a point where... You have you want to have a conversation with yourself because you're getting burned out, okay? And the, and where I step in is people come to me initially for a reading, whether it's a phone distance reading or in person, and many of those people aren't just trying to find out, you know, who the next hot boyfriend's going to be or if they're going to hit the lottery, but they're coming in to resolve serious problems. Everything from I'm here for you to talk me out of suicide. You know, to I spent 20 years being abused by my stepfather. You know, people trying to, and now I'm trying to get married and I don't know if I can do that. I mean, we're talking major, major life hurdles, <laughs> to put it gently, okay? Okay. And you, you have to get to that point where you are willing to try something outside of the box that you've put yourself in for protection because that box doesn't exist. That's an illusion. You don't feel anchored in this life and you create your own anchor. You're afraid of everything outside of you. And I'm not just, I'm not saying you, all right. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. you know, us as, as humans. Well, I do have a lot of things I'm afraid of. And so I spend my well, days <clears throat> making sure that those things don't happen. Well, we all do. We're all, we all, we all do. But when you can spend more of your day trusting that you're being protected and guided because you're walking that path of 
paying attention to guidance, listening for it, looking for it, um, and then recognizing it when it comes through to you because the universe communicates in energy. Well, see, now that's, okay, so now you really got something, okay? Now you got something. This is why I'm angry because nobody's answering me. I'm not hearing anything. Every, that's where my anger is. It's like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm on my own. I'll be on my own. How are you expecting to hear? Well, I don't know. Maybe shit shows up the way it's supposed to so that I have like, I don't know, maybe one day a week that's not some something blowing up in my face, blowing up in my life, no stress. You know, just, just you know, trying okay. to find a road that's smooth. All right. So, number one, subconsciously we develop ways that we want creator or the universe to respond to us. I'm asking you for this. This is what I want. Why aren't you giving it to me? You're not talking to me. That's not how it works because it's not supposed to show up necessarily the way you want it to show up. So that's wrong. Number one, because it's, it's, or hurdle number one, I should say. Um, because you need to be, okay, I'm open to however it shows up. You know, I'm, I, I know that you'll resolve it for me for my highest good. All right. And I'm going to let go of it for the next several days. If you could come up with a solution for me within that time, I would really appreciate it. And then walk away and let go of it. As for, now that's, that's one thing. As for having your week always be the horrific week that you, ex you, you have come to know and expect, that's your other issue. You're expecting it, and therefore it will show up. I mean, if, I, if I'm trying to, and you know, people talk about manifesting. Okay, you could think and make every vision board you want to, but if you don't energetically attach to the outcome that you want to manifest in a positive way, you're not going to get it. Because if I say, boy, I really want to hit the lottery. I want to hit the lottery because I, I really need to hit the lottery because I need to be able to pay these bills. I don't have any money. Please let me hit the lottery today. I really, I'm going to manifest that. Okay. And, uh-uh, it's not going to come to me because I'm manifesting from a place of lack. Energetically, what I'm sending is I don't have enough. Please supply me with more because I don't have enough. So the energy of the universe here feels my request for more energy. And the energy I'm asking for more of is I don't have enough. Give me more of that. Okay. I get, I get that. I get that you think you're asking for one thing, but wherever you're coming from is what actually gets put into place. So the way you wake up in the morning and the way your brain is thinking, see, I, for one, believe that we have not yet stepped into the awareness that we ourselves are capable of completely recreating everything about our lives from what happens to us, with us to what happens within us. 
And I've been playing with that um, probably the last six months in terms of health and wellness. And I've been directing my antibodies um, whenever I feel, felt a cold coming on a couple times. And, some, uh, you know, to go ahead and attack it, wipe it out of my system, and then I'm giving it, th- I'm telling my antibodies, thank you. I mean, I will tell you that I have had outstanding results doing that. Now, I'm, you know, is that always going to work for me at this point? I don't know. I'm at a wobbly beginning to learn how to walk stage, but I believe that this is where, as humans, we're missing the boat. So it kind of brings me back to the skeptic that I am about control. So Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you actually say is wherever I am, whether I'm down in the dirt or up high, whether I've got my fists in the air or whether I've got my palms open, um, wherever I'm coming from, things will show up from where I'm coming from, not where I want to be going or not where I, so do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. That is true. And you know, when something happens that you're throwing your fists up in the air because you feel you get to that point where then that's when you need to turn it over and say, and it usually takes us getting to that point to be willing to turn it over to throw your hands up and say, okay, show me why this is happening. What am I supposed to be learning from this? What's the lesson in this experience? Please show me the lesson. I'm open to seeing what the lesson is. You'll, you'll get that answer. So you actually want me to have a conversation with... Who do you speak with? Whoever you speak... Well, and this is another good point, because um, we're actually covering a lot of territory here. Well, I told you I'm a skeptic, so <laughs> I'm going to be um, flitting all over the place. Whenever, if, if you know, do you have direct communication? Do you communicate with a source greater than yourself? Yes. And so for you, you don't have to tell me who that is because some people it's only source energy for some people. It's Jesus, it's Buddha, whomever they want to speak with. Okay. Yeah. Or or their angel or their mother who passed. Okay. Um, you need to connect with that source. So you need to develop a communication relationship. There needs to be a name to that source. I find that if you're trying to connect with source energy, that's very vague. I think to, to me that's too vague. So you might give source energy a name like Marianne. Okay. I don't, <laughs> or. Wow. Allison. Can I ask you? Wait, wait Allison, let me right, stop Allison. this for a second. Yeah. Why did you pick that name? Marianne. I, I just came into my head. Then I realized there's Marianne Williamson who's who's uh, worked with the course in miracles and now running for uh, trying to run for president, but maybe okay, that's well, what... here's the other thing. That's my mother's name. Oh, okay. Popped into my head. So maybe it's your mom. So. And it's funny <laughs> because she's still here. She's still here, but yes. she is constantly arguing with me about 
you know, put my fist down. So that's why I was like, whoa, how'd you pick that name? Okay. It just popped in. That's That's weird. Okay, so. Coming from a skeptic, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Coming from you, that's not. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if if you put a name... You know, it could be Henry too. I mean, I, if I picked a male name, um, and okay, I won't use your mother's name. I'm going to say Henry because that there's just too much crossover there. Okay, Henry. No, that's my dad's name. Pardon? That's my dad's that, name. That's your dad's name? No, I was just messing with you. Stop it. <laughs> Conversation could go on forever if you're gonna keep it <laughs> Okay. Anyway, yeah. So you you know, it's important to connect with someone. Okay. Because when you're talking, if you're not connecting to someone, you don't emotionally feel really connected. Okay. Mm-hmm. You so you can't develop an energetic like a strength to your energy that feels positive because you're not really communicating you're only communicating with a vague something and that's not that's not going to work in your uh to your benefit okay so all right well we did skip through i mean so far we started with mercury so let me go back to this okay Mm -hmm. yeah which do i work on first if I decide to work on anything, do I start paying attention to Mercury? Do I start paying attention to the moon? Do I start paying attention to my fists? Do I start paying attention to the fact that I'm only screaming at something instead of actually being in a conversation with it? Where would you have me start if I decide to start? Um, I would have you start with yourself by... Um making sure that you have some quiet time, honestly, every day, because if you're feeling angry, you're at a boiling point. You're at a tipping point. You're at the place where something needs to change and it needs to change quickly. And in order to do that, you have to step out of the ring. You need to step out of the boxing match and get on the other side of the rope and li- listen to the bell ring and sit there and take some deep breaths and close your eyes and be quiet before you go to the next step, which would be asking yourself, why do I feel this way? And see what pops into your mind. Utilize your own higher self and you can't connect to her unless you find some quiet and some inner peace. So this is what, so this is what I'm afraid of now that I've asked you where I should start. I can tell you, I don't want to start. So this is what I'm afraid of is that, you know, when you're running a marathon, not that I've done a lot of that, but you're running a marathon. Life is a marathon. I'm running. Okay. I'm running. I've gotten a pace. I'm in the zone, okay? And I'm just running and running and I've, and I and I'm I'm I know where I've got to make it to. In my particular case, I'm not quite sure that I even know what I'm trying to accomplish. I, it's 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 gotten beyond me at this point. 
but you're running and you get into the zone and you're, you know, where you're on that treadmill and, you know, you're kind of dancing a jig and everything's great. And you're saying that I should take time to stop. But mm-hmm. if I stop, I'm probably going to realize just how freaking tired I am. And I'm not going to be able to start running again and get that pace again. I'm going to feel the weight of my legs. I'm going to feel the the weight of my arms. I'm going to realize, oh my God, am I tired. And then I can't start again. So I'm like, why would I do that to myself? Except that, I mean, I obviously understand if you don't get to the end, and if you don't at some point stop, you're going to, you know, you're going to die. I understand that. But this is the problem I've always had is that when I pe- see people who I admire, I mean, I admire you. Okay. Or there was, I wouldn't be talking. I only, I only talk to people and ask them for, for things when, when, and it sounds arrogant, but when they've earned my trust, um, which you have. So, Thank you. But if I stop and I spend that little quiet time, I'm either going to wake up eight hours later or I'm going to get annoyed because the phone is ringing or the texts are coming in or the dogs have to go out or I start to realize that I don't have five minutes that I need for quiet. I need I need like a month and a half staring at a, the side of a mountain. So do you, do you hear what I'm coming from? Like, I don't, I'm afraid is I guess I hear, what I'm getting at. I, I hear you. I hear you. So there's a couple of different things to consider. Um, first, first of all, whenever you are giving yourself that window to unwind and be quiet, I know that you can't unwind and that's what you're afraid of. You're afraid of unwinding. Um, I, I don't want to ask you here, what is it you're, if you, what do you fear if you, oh, I'll tell you. Uh, come to the end of the, uh, you come to the end of the marathon? What do you fear? The stillness, the being done. I'm a workaholic. I can't be done. Why are you a workaholic? Uh, to justify my existence. Why do you have to justify your existence? Don't we all? You don't, what if you aren't the person that's supposed to justify your existence? What if you're... Why am I here wasting air? What makes you think you're wasting air? You have gifts to share. You will be led to everyone you're supposed to be led to. I mean, you really feel like you're putting all these people in front of you that you're meeting? No, you're not. You're not doing that. They're being put in front of you by a source greater than you. You're just talking to them. That's all you're doing. Yeah, I, I like being a conduit. I, I'm i very clear that I'm a conduit. Um. Right, you're a conduit. However, you know... But when a conduit is not connecting one to the other, it's empty. I don't want to be empty. 
that that doesn't I don't know why you feel that that opportunity those opportunities would go away if you stopped the constant level of stress that you keep yourself in I mean that's from my perspective that's what is happening you keep your and a lot of people are doing that with coffee and caffeinated drinks every day they keep themselves in a constant level of stress you keep yourself there to keep plowing through the day but also because you don't want to stop and think. You don't want to stop and be quiet. That's because we, as a culture, have forgotten. We've become so far removed from nature, we don't know what the benefits will be. The benefits are going to far outweigh what being in this anxious uh, control mode is. It's, it, in fact, it's so much more powerful than that, but at the same time, it's uplifting. It's alien to you. You're out of touch with it. You will not give yourself the opportunity to, to, to try. So I guess and that's I, where I, my, I guess where that's where I should start. So now well, maybe we found our starting point. I, there's one other thing you can do, and that is, you know, it's just like when you go on a diet. Um, people or stop smoking you can't just it's not easy to just stop you could but it's not easy to just stop it's easier if you have a tool to insert you know or some other like if you switch uh to mint sucking on mints instead of smoking a menthol cigarette okay then you've you, you haven't just taken something away from yourself you put something in its place okay. and that is really what you're doing. Um, and if you re- put yourself in nature, if you take that, that downtime in a natural environment and you allow yourself to connect to nature instead of connecting to the thoughts in your brain, that's also a, su- a support tool. And you'll walk away going, wow, I can't believe how great I feel. I mean, euphoria surpasses anxiety. Let me tell you, not that I don't experience both, you know, uh, still, but I do. But the point is, I understand the euphoric side of connecting and it's a lifelong challenge for us as humans, but you've got to start somewhere. All right. So this is what I'm going to tell you Mm -hmm. as a skeptic. Mm Mm-hmm. I am willing to take a walk in the woods. I can do that. Okay. I love doing that. I absolutely love it. Because I feel like the ringing in my ears stops. The sounds stop. My, you're absolutely right. My, the voice in my head stops. Or at least quiets down. And... I could definitely start a conversation instead of the one-way the one-way communication that I'm very obviously aware of now from talking to you. That one-way I want, I want, I want stomping my foot, why isn't it working? I can take a walk in the woods and I can I can start there. That's a good place to ask questions. Okay. And just wait for a response. 
You but know I'm going to have more questions from you, though, right? Oh, yeah. That'll be fine. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been awesome, and you are awesome, and thank you very much for oh, well, letting oh, me talk you. to you. Thank you. Tell Marianne I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay. And um, maybe I'll meet her someday. Okay. And honestly, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to more chats with you. This is so much fun. Okay. And I hope it's helpful. So <laughs> And I'll know when you're sick of it because you won't answer my phone calls anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Allison. Have a great day. All right, you too. Take a deep breath. I will, I promise. All right, okay. Bye. Bye.